Hey, welcome to the Saints of City and Me, a new podcast that explores how football fandom can become a gateway to the rich culture, history and unique charm of one of the most beloved cities in the United States. I'm your host, Dan. You might know me as Procrastinatus on Twitter, and I'm joined by my co-host and dear friend and fellow New Orleans, New Orleans enthusiast, Mike, who goes by MKC Papa. So... Oh, yeah. What are we going to be doing? We're going to be talking to passionate fans all around the globe, whether they are transplanted residents or visitors who just fell in love New Orleans with New Orleans through the Saints or vice versa. We're going to be asking them to share their stories, their memories, their experiences about all that makes New Orleans a captivating place that it is. Whether it's the raucous revelry of Mardi Gras or the you know vibrant sounds of Jazz Fest, and we can attest to that, we've just come back. Um, or the solemn beauty of the jazz funeral and the second line. We'll explore all these diverse traditions, the fu- the the music, the food. Oh, my God, Mike, the food uh, and the culture, the things that make this, this city so energetic and so exciting. So before we get into it, I just wanted to say, if you want to give us a follow, you can find us at Saint City Me. That's Twitter, that's Instagram. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and, and YouTube. So without further ado, I just want to hand over to Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm uh I'm excited. I'm nervous. Uh never thought I'd ever even attempt to do a podcast. At our um, age. <laughs> well hey, look, look, you say our age, I think there's a there's a bit of a difference. And um I think you're aware I shaved my beard off because of that. Um just <laughs> like look uh 72. Um but no, I'm excited, mate. Um it's one of these things. We listen to plenty of New Orleans Saints pro- podcasts and it's we're not going to do deep dives. We're, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the Saints. We're going to give our our feelings, our responses to stuff that go on. But we are not doing deep dives because there are far too many podcasts out there that we listen to who do that far better than we could. Yeah, uh, We're a couple of Brits who are into the game, hugely into the city, the culture, the music, the food. And, um, and we just want to learn as much as we can about the game and about the city we love. So, yeah, I think... Um, I think that's what we're about. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree. And at that point as well, we're about, I think primarily we're about the people and the fans and just showcasing how many great fans we've got everywhere. Because I think, you know, we talk to people and we they talk about, you know, we're a bit of a small market team, you know, similar to someone like Green Bay or something. Like that. We're quite comfortable in our wheelhouse of being the team we are. Um, I think there's sometimes we forget that there's there's some great fans all around the world. You know, we know a lot of them in the UK and, you know, we've met people from, from Germany and France and places like that. And they're all such passionate fans. Um, and I think this is a really good, well, you and I, when we spoke, we spoke about this a lot about doing this podcast yeah. for, for quite a while. And I think, you know, we've said, you know, that's the key. It's, it's opening it up to show um, how, how many good fans we've got. And we've got some great stories. We've got some great people lined up to come on and talk to us. Um, some, you know, really really dedicated fans with some really interesting stories stories that i think if you're you know living you know in new orleans and you hear some of these stories you'll be amazed that these guys from london or or scotland or wherever of cardiff have, have done these things um yeah so I mean, really we, we get that we get that all the time over there when we go over it's firstly is people say oh where are you from australia <laughs> which, which is a bit annoying um but then the next thing is, why are you here? And it's, you know, when we were there for Jazz Fest, we were like, oh, we're here for Jazz Fest. Oh, first time to see, no, been here plenty of times. Why is that? We're a Saints fan. That's the bit where they're like, really? How did that happen? 
I don't think it's any different to somebody from Minnesota uh, coming over to London to go and watch, with no disrespect, uh, QPR or Crystal Palace. You would genuinely say, how did that happen? Because I think that is that sort of highlights how small a market we are in, in the NFL. Um, so, we, you know, I think we, we know how many people overseas support the Saints. And I think we punch a little bit above our weight. Um, and, and that's what this pod is about. It's about inviting people on from all over the globe um, to tell their story about why they're a Saints fan. You know, how did that happen? Because, you know, genuinely when we've been, been over in the city, people are genuinely interested in how it came about. Um, and I think that's what this pod is about. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um 100% that's ex- entirely where we're pitching at and it's not you know it's not just about people who've been to New Orleans obviously we, we, we're we keen to get people on who've been to New Orleans yeah. who can share their experience but it's also about people who haven't who are looking to go and hearing about their excitement because I remember the first time I went and to be fair my first visit was a fly by your seat of your pants I booked it on the Wednesday and was out there on the Friday um, yeah but you know it, that anticipation that excitement that like I remember that first moment when I stepped up yeah, the first time I stepped on Bourbon Street, yeah, I know it's a cliche, but it's like, I'm on Bourbon Street. And and you just, it's the excitement. The first time I, I saw the dome, and I just, I, I was like pinching myself because I was like, look, I mean, it's and it's majestic. It, it's just, yeah. it dominates the skyline. You see it as you're coming down from the airport and just like, oh my God, there it is. And it's mm-hmm. there. And it's, you know, for people like us who've been, fo- who've been following the team for a number of years before we managed to get there, it's overwhelming, I think. That's what, like you say, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's the same as when someone gets to go to, you know, New York for the first time and looks up and sees the Empire State Building. You know, it's the same kind of adulation that we have for the city and the team. Yeah. And to see those things, it just, it just blows you away. And I'm, I'm really, again, really keen to just to hear the, that 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 you can hear that excitement in someone's voice when they talk about wanting to do it. Yeah. And that's you can't you can't you can't capture that. That's like. No, and, and and to be honest, this year we've got there's a number of people I think that we both know who are going to be making their first visit to the sea for a game for a Saints game, um, and it's lovely because they do come to us and they do ask for tips and hints and all those sort of things. You know, by by no means are we the experts on the sea. You know, that's why we go and we try and talk to local people to find out as much as we can. But I genuinely see the excitement in people who have never been, who just cannot wait to get over. And yeah. and the, the great thing about it is that you know they're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, you just know they're not. And it's like it's just like the it's not just the like the architecture and seeing the city. It's the intangibles. It's meeting the people. It's it's sitting yeah. down for breakfast and someone calling you baby, and you're just like, oh my god, you just <laughs> want to melt in your seat because it's it, everything that you. We're anticipating them one. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I remember the first, because, you know, funnily enough, the first time we both went was for the same game. I don't think we necessarily want to mention what the game was, but I remember the first time that myself and my wife, we came out of the hotel and as we turned left onto, onto Canal, that literally the first thing that hit us was there was a young kid rapping, there was a guy on the keys, there was a guy doing a beatbox, and there were about 60 people around him who were dancing and partying. That was our first experience of being in the city once we came out of the hotel. And literally at that moment, I just thought, I'm at home. I just yeah. know where I am. And I felt comfortable. Um, 
the the Bourbon Street experience was just mm, <laughs> when you turn <laughs> to it, it is something. Especially if you turn up, I think like we did on a, I think it was a Friday night. It was obviously before a really big game, so the place was absolutely packed. And we walked on to, we went into Absinthe House, which is a very famous bar. That was our first thing. So we hadn't actually, even though that's on the street, we hadn't gone onto the street. So me and my wife had a drink, came out of there, and we said, right, let's go and explore. And she walked down, she, I'll, I won't swear, but she went, oh my God, this is like Magaluf on steroids. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it can be, and also I think it can be overwhelming. And yeah. you, your first, trip especially if you hit there and it's uh maybe even a thursday night but especially at the weekend it can be overwhelming but horribly exciting and obviously we know you know we're talking as tourists so of course your first time there you're going to hit that street because it's world famous um obviously we've explored the city far far more than that since but for anybody who's there for the first time that is a it's a magical scary just unique experience, I think. I really do. Do you know what I think as, as well? I like, and, and it's, I think this is certainly something we've done um, both together and individually, is you go on that first trip and you stick to the quarter and you do the big tourist yeah. spots. And every time you go, you you go out a little bit further and you find, try and yeah. find something new and, and just, you know, experience something different because you feel more comfortable you know the city you, you yeah. you're hearing about things from people and you're going oh i want to try that and i want to and they, those are the things you don't get in the tour guide books and you don't get when no. you go on a trip advisor go top 20 things to do in new orleans and the, like say 10 of them are, are walking tours but actually yeah. maybe someone saying to you do you know what what you should do is maybe like mid-afternoon go up to mid-city yeah go into bayou beer garden Get yourself some crawfish, sit down and just enjoy enjoy the atmosphere. And that's the kind of thing that you can't, it's not going to be on a travel guide. It's the kind no. of thing you're going to learn from talking to people. Jump into Katie's, which we did. Mm. You know, oh, them char grilled oysters. I, yeah, I know yeah, I said yeah, about yeah, the food yeah, exactly. at the start. I've never eaten oysters before. But yeah, again, that only comes from going to the city. Um, experience the city, but most importantly, talking to sort of local people and and that you know you'll find you go into any bar over there and ask people. I mean, that's one of the things about them is the the people behind the bar are absolute superstars. In a majority of the places that you go, they're absolute superstars, not only for the service that they give you, but also because of little tips and hints they give you. So I would always, when I'm in a bar, sort of ask someone about something yeah. and get get a little nugget out of them. So, yeah, yeah. So. I was gonna say to be fair, we've we've had a fair few drinks with people we've never met, and we've been invited all over Louisiana, yeah. Texas, Mississippi, all over the South. Yeah. Come come here, come and have a drink with us and yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's it's not even just the locals. It, it it's the thing about the city is it, it's got this appeal. Obviously, for a, for everyone in, in the states, it has an appeal. It's viewed as a party town, but it's also very different, different from a cultural point of view yeah. to probably most if not all of the rest of the of the state and you know you know we were over there recently and and you left um on a tuesday i think it was and i stayed for an extra night because yeah. i was going to a gig with an artist that i i loved um and i bumped into a fella in a bar from canada um spent about two or three hours chatting to him he then went and booked the ticket to sit next to me at this gig but not only that, 
he then sort of invited me uh, to go and visit him and his wife in Canada. He's coming over to London next week. I'm meeting him for a drink. But he also has a friend who's got 10 corporate tickets at Green Bay. And he was saying, if you ever need a ticket for Green Bay, Good then let me know. And that's what you get over there. It, it opens people up, people from other areas in, in the country. It just opens them up. And I think um, I think that's one of the magical aspects of the city. Well, one one of the things you mentioned about talking to people, just anecdotally, Mike and I went to Jazz Fest this month or last last month now, yeah. and um, we were literally walking from one stage to another, and someone just grabbed Mike and started talking to him, and I thought it was an absolute random, and it was somebody met like four years ago or something in the city, they'd yeah. seen him, remembered him, and say, "Hey, Michael," and it's just like <laughs> completely, this guy, you know, yeah. people love him. Yeah, 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 and and, and it's and yet again, that's the that's the wonderful thing. It, the people are so friendly. The yeah. people are so friendly, and you know, I, I know some people can be a bit hesitant when they're over there and think, "Oh, I'm a little bit." Mm -mm. Speak to speak to the local people. And yeah. Jesus Christ, you'll have a whale of a time. As long as they don't want to talk to you about where you got your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe we'll do a um, uh, a top ten things not to do within the city, um, yeah. just to, just to help people out, just from our own personal experiences. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 need a pony in the Aaron Rose because there's no lock on the toilet door. That's my number one. <laughs> well, that, that's, don't go no, in there. That's the other thing we have to talk about. It's you need to tactically be aware of where the um, the decent restrooms are in the city because. If you get caught short, not for a number one, you're finished because <laughs> it, it's just it's one of those bizarre things that there is just no coverage when you're in a in a in a bar, in a toilet, or even a restaurant, even a really fairly high end restaurant. The toilets are a disaster. If no, you, the one uh, that gets me is, is the ice is the ice cubes in the urinal. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone can. We, someone can tweet us and tell us why there's ice cubes in the urinal. Because to me, it's a competition. How many can I melt in the in the minute or two that I'm there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it does. But this all, uh, as we said, this all adds to the character of the city, and it's a, all reasons we love it. Uh, all reasons we love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, again, it, it's not you know, who knows? We might get two viewers, and they might be our wives. Who knows? But. If any other NFL UK fans or even NFL fans anywhere have, have never been to the city for a game, um, it's a wonderful place to visit. And I know it's a real, it's a really popular game for fans to go to when you're play your your team playing that city. I, I would recommend it to an away a UK away fan for sure. If you want to go to an away game in 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 the states hmm. and you want to experience a great city, I, yeah. And I'm not talking about taking over a city like you know we we get aggravated and we live five thousand miles away yeah. when teams take over the city. But you know if you're you know a fan of the Giants or something like that in the UK fans, you know, there's kind of things you have big fan bases here for. Go over there yeah. and experience it because it's amazing. Do a do a road trip. See if you can get a college yeah, yeah. and head up to. Uh, LSU or go yeah. over to uh, Tulane or something. Just you really take it all in. But also one of one one of the key benefits I think is the fact that the 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 dome is in the city. Yeah. So it sort of doesn't matter where you are. You can be you know you could be in mid city. You could be in the quarter. You could be in the Garden District. 
you are literally you can walk from all those areas yeah. but you know you know if you if you want you you jump in a in a uber or, or a lift and you're there in seven eight nine minutes it, it's central and you don't often get a lot of those stadiums in the u.s which are located within the city oh, boundary we know that ourselves because we went to see the saints play the jets and you have to get a bus yeah. out of um port authority down there and yeah, yeah. you can't you can't be it's not hard to get to, but it's you still you can't like New Orleans. You come out your hotel, go for a drink, and you walk. When I went to the NFC Championship game, we literally came out hotel, yeah. walked up Poydras, nipped in a place for breakfast, and we're there at the dome. And you haven't got a you haven't got a trek anywhere. It's, it's fantastic for that, absolutely. Well, you, look, you, you've hit, you've hit on that game. So I suppose uh, as it was um, as it was both of our first visits, yeah. we should probably um, just talk about actually. You said it was a last minute decision. So how how did that come about? But so I'd, it's slightly convoluted. Uh, I, on yeah. uh, the Monday morning after we beat uh, the Eagles, I had a, uh, a meeting with my auditor at their head offices, and my auditor, one of my auditors, was from Philadelphia, and she was talking about. I kept pretty quiet; I didn't want to offend my auditor and get a bad audit report. <laughs> but she uh, she was talking about, you know, God knows what they did to the city last night because they burnt the city down when we won the Super Bowl. So God knows how they reacted last night. And I was sitting here, and I was just. I went back to my, I got back to my office and I sat and I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to have a look to see how much it would cost me to get, get out there. Cause yeah. you know, she was going on about, you know, we got there last year. It's so hard to get there. It doesn't happen very often. And it was all ringing bells with me. And I, I phoned my wife. I said, I really want to go to a saints game. And this was on the Monday. She went, okay. When I said Friday. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, she was she was she was like okay, fine, and uh, I, I had a look at flight prices and game tickets, and I was quite comfortable. You know, it was expensive, but it, I was yeah, comfortable yeah. with the cost. And then I, I spoke to my brother-in-law, and he said to me, "I'm not letting you go to New Orleans for the first time on your own. I'm coming with you." And I was like, "I'll take some company." And then a, yeah. a friend of his uh, who he works with is also a Saints fan, who I, I I didn't know at the time particularly well. And he was like, I'll come. So we uh, that was the Monday, the Tuesday, we booked our tickets and our flights. The Wednesday, we had a panic because we couldn't get a hotel that slept free. So <laughs> me and my brother-in-law had to spoon up. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, that was it. And then Friday morning, we flew out to New Orleans. And there was a... Did you, a, there was um, a, you wake morning. up in a fairly uncomfortable position with your brother-in-law at one point? What, that night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was cuddling who? What's that, Sorry? Who was cuddling who? Well, I I cuddled him because I you know yeah, I, yeah. I, I've lost a lot of weight since then, but I felt that you know the size of me at that time I probably gave him <laughs> gave him some uh, some warmth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we there was a lot of us on that plane. There was a few Saints fans yeah. on that plane. I uh, you know uh, I think you know Ross Sutherland, uh, Saints fan up yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. He was on my flight, uh, and there's a couple of other guys. So yeah, we got into got into uh, the airport. Cust- uh, immigration, like you better have a ticket. I was like, oh, I've got a ticket, mate. I've got a ticket, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Went to we stayed down in uh, down by the World War Two Museum. Found a dive bar when we got there, around the back of our hotel. Um, just sat in there drinking uh, the strongest hurricanes I've ever had in my life. Like literally, <laughs> you put it on the bar counter, like maybe like three foot away from me. I was like, oh, I can smell, that. <laughs> I can smell that from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that weekend was one of the best weekends of my life up until that point it didn't involve my wife and children um yeah, yeah the yeah. only downside was the game that was the only yeah. downside was the game yeah yeah that was devastating work. and your wife took you to that game yeah 
Yeah, yeah. She um so that was a Christmas that was a Christmas present to me. So obviously That's Christmas a ballsy day. Christmas present, Mike, because we weren't there at Christmas. That's a ballsy Christmas present. To- no, and, and therein lies part of the problem because obviously she didn't understand the whole concept of the playoffs. She had no clue whatsoever. So we were, I think at the, that point, I think we were guaranteed to be playing home in the yeah. NFC. Yeah, we were. Top but we had a divisional game to play. So she was unaware. So she got the, she got everything. And it was wonderful. She did a little treasure hunt for me and um, eventually, after about twenty minutes, I found it. It was like, and I was blown away. Um, and I was blown away. And then for about twenty minutes, I was like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant!" And then, sort of, my brain clicked in. I was like, "We're not even in this game." So she bought tickets for the NFC Championship game, and we weren't even there. And I just—it was Christmas Day, and I didn't have the heart to tell her. So I—I I don't think I told her for another two or three days that it. And hey, look, I had no issue if we, well, I sort of did, but I wouldn't have had a major issue if we had just went to the city. But yeah, so it took two or three days before I told her and then she just sort of almost had a, a breakdown um, because two reasons. One, because obviously the big picture was this game. It's an important game and you're going to go to it. It's your first game. And the second was the amount of money that she spent on it. Um so anyway, yeah, so I remember watching the divisional game and we went, I think we went 14-0 down. Um, yeah, we, we did go down. Was, and she was watching quite it in with despair. me. And, yeah, but she, she was, she was watching it with me. We, we hit that and she just went, I'm off to bed. She went, I can't watch this anymore. And she was just distraught. I wasn't actually, because I just think, even though obviously at that point, I think, you know, on offense, we were waning a little bit. We weren't, we weren't sort of as we have been during the season. I just, I just in my head, I knew, I knew it was going to happen. And um, yeah, so thankfully it happened, and thankfully we got there, and and then thankfully the actual trip that she bought was um, was actually happening with everything intact. So yeah, yeah, and it was the same for me. I went over there. I said about the first experience when we stepped out of the hotel and when we hit Bourbon and stuff. We had a magical time. We had a really, really great time. I mean, the, the the one thing, especially for for my wife, is she doesn't drink that much. Um, she used to drink a little bit more a few years ago, but she's just she doesn't drink. But she sort of stopped drinking. And and on the night before the game, we went out and we we were all over the place. We were drinking here. We we met people, Jenny and Ronnie. We met them, and you know, from from I think up in the Seattle area and. And we were drinking with them. We went to Cat's Meow, um, <laughs> which you'll be pleased to hear, Dan. Um, yeah, Jenny got up and sang. <laughs> yeah, and um, and yeah, and so we we had a big night out, and then we I don't think we got back to the hotel until about half three, four in the morning, which is gutsy considering the game was midday. And we woke up the next morning and she was in bits. <laughs> bits. And she said to me, she went, oh, God, you've got to go and get me something to eat and I need a coffee. And, and so I went and there was a Starbucks sort of attached to the hotel. So I went down there and I got her a coffee and then I got her a blueberry muffin and I got her some fruit. And I came up to the room and oh, coffee, muffin is a bit of fruit. And yeah, guys, she just literally threw the fruit at me and said, "What the fuck are you getting me fruit for?" <laughs> um, 
And then that when when we were outside, so she went outside and she had she was getting some air, and I took a picture of her, and I sent it to. I got a WhatsApp group with with my wife and my two sons in, and I sent the picture to the WhatsApp group and just said, "I need a dollar," because um, <laughs> she just looked. Honestly, it's, it, I have never ever been allowed to show that picture to anyone. I've actually got her, got to get her express express permission to ever show that picture because it is brutal. Well, I've, uh, I've 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 met your wife, and I'm sure I'm going to have to smooth talk it into to see. Right. But you can. can. Next, look, next time we're out, you try and smoothly talk her. I've got the picture ready to show. I'm not sure <laughs> she can show it. It was brutal. My kids absolutely pissed themselves. You, they, you, they, you are, I will say you are the master of getting those pictures that we don't <laughs> want shared because I'm sure you've got a number on your phone of me that I'm like, mm. and I, I, I quite, I, I, I'm up for the, I'm up for the crack. You know me. Oh, oh, see, it's one of these things. My wife is a, like, she's always been a serial picture taker. And I never used to be, and he, and he used to sort of get on my nerves a little bit. Um, and then I think it was her who said to me, look, you take these pictures to remember the moments. And literally now I'm a serial picture taker. But the great thing about it is, you know, we know loads of, of guys and we've been away with loads of guys and someone will say something about something and I've got a picture. Yeah. Um, and as much as memories are great, when you can actually physically see a picture of that memory as well, it's far, far better. One so of, yeah, one of, so. I was gonna say one of my favourite pictures you've taken me recently was in the Aaron Rose because it's got that open window looking yeah, through yeah. down to the right. bar, and um, I'm sitting there with our guy Adam from uh, Saints Twitter podcast, and we the photos from behind. So anyone else just we're having a chat. Unbeknownst to everyone else, we are deep in discussion about Taylor Swift songs and the me- <laughs> and the meanings <laughs> of the songs, and Adam's explaining to me, oh no, no, no. Betty, Betty's him singing his, uh, and I'm just, and you look at the photo and you think these guys they're, they're deep into something and no we're yeah, yeah. we're talking Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, all right, I think we we probably should move on a little bit. Just a quick bit of as we maybe we should talk about the Saints a little bit. Yeah, we're not a, we're not a deep dive podcast, but we we'll we'll react to to what's going on and then yeah. So Saints um, draft. How are you feeling, mate? I, I'm I'm quite pleased with the draft. I think it ticks a lot of boxes, and I think when you combine that with free agency, yeah, I'm pleased. You know, I went. I, I was a big. Uh, I'm not a big Dennis Allen fan on the back of last season, yeah. the way the team played, and to, he was going to take a lot for him to win me over this year. I know not necessarily him doing it, but you know he's got his guys in now. He's got his coaching mm-hmm. staff in. I'm <laughs> pleased with the draft. I think they address key positions. Um, I, I like uh, Bre- Brazi. It's Brazi, isn't it? I, Roman, I heard Brazi, Roman Harper yeah. say on a, uh, the 28-3 podcast. But it's all right. You're, you're, you're sort of all, almost half Cockney, so you can get away with saying Brazi. any way you want. Brian Brazi. He's the right Brazi. He's a Brazi. He's about, yeah. I, I might get it on the back of my shirt. Brazi. Yeah. Know, maybe a little bit of Boston in there, but maybe anyone, <laughs> yeah, anyone from I Massachusetts probably sitting there. Right, no, mate. No, that's not Boston. Yeah, I, and I like him. I really like Foskey. Uh, I've been yeah. watching some highlights. Um, really like the energy he's got, the way he attacks the quarterback. I, um, it's, it, I'm really pleased with that. I I was high on Taji Spears. Um, yeah. I really wanted the Saints to draft Taji Spears. And actually, yeah, he was with me when they made that pick and they picked Kendry Miller. And I yeah. was disappointed because I wanted 
Spears, but I, I've been watching Miller highlights and they're, they're, he is Kamara-esque in some of the plays I've watched. So yeah, I'm... yeah, I think it, it was fun because we, when, we, when we were over at, over for Jazz Fest, we, on the second day of the draft, I think we went to Superior Grill, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, yeah. And we, we sort of had it up on the TV and he got picked. And me and Mark at the same time, when, when they showed the highlights, we're like, God, he's very AK-like. Yeah. Um, and and he, he is, but also obviously he's 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 a different and bit bit more downhill, which is obviously what you need because you don't want AK doing that. I mean, you could say that he is he losing his edge. I don't necessarily think he is. I think the way he's been the the amount of that's been put on his back in the last couple of years and the pounding that he's yeah. With. I mean, and also he's, he's a little bit injury suspect now. Yeah, I mean, last year. I don't really think as as a you know not a hugely technical yeah person on the game I don't really think we had someone we could run up the gut with it Mark Ingram as much as I love Mark um yeah. just look like he's running in lead boots at sometimes and now with uh us bringing in Williams uh, Williams yeah. love that signing my favorite my favorite free agent yeah. signing great energy if you think back to those boom and zoom oh. days when it was yeah. Mark and uh, Alvin just on the camera all the time, double act. Yeah, I think yeah, Williams yeah. can bring that uh, that kind of that kind of tandem. And then, I, I mean, but, in but a way, I don't really want to. Of... Was that funny? No, I was going to say you now almost you've got a, you've got that, that room which feels like it, the load can be shared. Yeah, but also you can exploit the people that you've got in that room as far as from an offensive point of view. Which, yeah. geez, we haven't had that for, a, for quite a while. Yeah, and I think in terms of moving down the draft, um, uh, Sal, oh, I'm going to absolutely butcher this. Saldaveri, Saldaveri, Nick Saldaveri. Uh, I think that's a great Saldaveri. Yeah, yeah. Saldaveri. Uh, I think this. I think Pete's done. Pete will get injured this season. Stick him in at guard. I was listening to. I've listened to a couple of podcasts, and, and the consensus is that he's not a tackle. He's a guard in the NFL. So we, you know, yeah. we, if if Caesar Ruiz can carry on the way he did last season. And Salaveri comes in and, and he's a good player. I think that, that shores up the defensive line. And then hopefully Trevor Penning is is the player we hope he's gonna be. And then yeah. it's just a case of longer term what we're doing at right tackle, because we know Ramchek's knees are not great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but yeah, I mean, that's... The, the, it was the great the, like the thing it's one of these things like you never know, like talent-wise on the field, what someone's gonna be able to do. You, yeah. it, it doesn't matter, you never know. One of the one of the key things, like Saldaveri, his his first interview with the Saints, like post um, post the draft, uh, it was I, I just thought it was electric. His attitude is one hundred and ten percent. I mean, he he's got the he's got an absolute attitude towards I'll just get it done, whatever's put in front of me, and, and it almost that's what coming through college and being dropped, that's almost been his attitude. And he's got a great attitude. But then Foskey, you know, his reaction to being dropped. Oh, the, the, the fact, I think it was, I was this, I, I want to say it was Ross Jackson I was listening to. And he was saying yeah. that this kid was, like, before the draft, he was saying to people, I want to go to New Orleans. That's the team. He was yeah, yeah, blown yeah. away with his interviews with the, the, the staff. Yeah. He decided this is where he wanted to be. And, you know, I think that will carry through to his play on the field. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's got a really good chance of being, you know, you know, as the season goes on, taking over that uh, that right end position. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
yeah, again, and you know, you know, you have to have a skill set. But I just think attitude. They, they, for me, they chose players with with that with the right attitude. Miller, yeah. even though you know some people call it controversial the way he sort of referenced AK. Not me. That's what you want. I is it? Don't want someone's going to say, "I'm going to sit behind you." And... Yeah, dog's attitude. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's been good, but look, I'm here now. Um, and so, you know, yet again, you can never tell what's going to happen on the field, but from an attitude point of view, I think spot on. And the QB, yet again, watching his interview, looking at his tape, he's got a skill set, obviously the size thing, but yet, yet again, that, that's been proven that it's not necessarily uh, detrimental. But yet again, his attitude, he's, he's an intelligent kid. Yeah. really is. And you get the feeling... You know, he's obviously got the relationship with Carr. He's got a form of relationship with Breeze, which may play out in the long run beneficial to him because they, you know, um, I, I just think it was a it was a it was a great draft for us. And also, I think we haven't even spoken about the one that you're possibly most excited about. Eight, yeah, AT Perry. Yeah, I'm really mm. excited. Yeah. I, I I was watching some of his tape um, after he was drafted, and I'm not saying he plays like him. And I'm not saying, he, but there is something <clears throat> to me. I looked. There was a there was a smoothness to him that reminded me of Marcus Colson. Just the way Colson made it look like to me, Colson always looked effortless when he caught the ball. He didn't look yeah. like he was busting a nut to get there. He just like he was where he needed to be, and he made it happen. And he just, I look at him, and I know he had, I know the drop numbers are a concern for some people, but uh, again, Ross Jackson put out some stats about how many times he was targeted during games and he was ridiculously yeah. high and he said you've got to expect when <clears throat> excuse me when you've been targeted that many times you're going to have some everything's going to stick yeah. not everything's going to stick and I know I mean, guy, our guy though. London is uh, yeah super uh, excited about him like, he's like that's my jersey that, isn't he? That's but then yet again it's like to pick him up where we picked him up and you to know, get with a trout one as part of it. Talk about attitude, certain issues. I don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? Just get him in the building, let him get him into the culture, get some of the leaders around him. I mean, you you know, you let's let's hope that M that MT comes back and he is somewhat of a force. Forget about just the force on the field, his attitude. If you're if you're a young player and you're coming in, you're seeing the way that he trains, what his attitude's like, you're gonna take that on board. You can't, but you know, we see that look at that wide receiver in that as well. That wide when you compare that wide receiver to 2021, it was Callaway, it was Lil Jordan Humphrey, all those guys, Ty Montgomery, and now you're looking at Chris Alave, Michael Thomas, you know, it just it's Rashid. Shahid, and and those. And, just, and, and yet again, we've not even mentioned we've got Edwards in the building as well, yeah. who has proven himself, especially with the QB that we've got in. I think if, if, if he gets rid of Traquan, I'll be I'll, yeah. like, shout <laughs> out to Traquan Smith. He's one of the best receivers in my Madden league for me, but in real life, I, I it's just no, no it's just no, no. And, and yeah, it's just like. That's the infuriating thing because you watch a game and you know that he's got glass hips, glass hands, glass legs. Because, yeah, he's a full, he's he's a good blocker, but he always is always getting injured during games. Yeah. And it's if you like, were, you can't be getting injured, you've got to have that, that physicality. The games that he completes, yeah, you got to have that physicality if you're going to be the blocking wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, so I, I was going to ask you what you uh, what do you think of the schedule come out last night? I haven't watched the release video. I don't know. UK, you I want to visit the city. Point of view, it's absolute balls. It's yeah. really, it's just one of those. It's you know, from my point of view, when I go when I go over there, because obviously it's it's money, effort, all that sort of good stuff, and you have to get the you know you have to get the brownie points with the wife. Yeah, I like I like to um I like to try and fit two games into my trip. Um, if I went a little bit later in the year, you probably got where we got those three home games. You could actually, you know, that that might be okay. But also, we, we've got plans to meet people, and obviously, so everybody's calendars have got to fit into it. And there's just that it, it, it's almost a desert-like period during mm. it, where there's a game here and then there's nothing really happening, and it, it just look the way from a UK point of view the schedule played out. I'm not happy with no the way the actual schedule played out for us as a team. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was 100%. looking at it um, earlier on. Um, if you look, once you get past the Titans, your rookie rookie QB. Yeah. New starting QB with not much experience. You're then on to either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask at Tampa. Then you're on to Mac Jones at Quality, uh, mate. Patriots. Quality. Then CJ Stroud. It's not until you hit Jacksonville on 19th October when you come up against someone who I think is a is a is a good, reasonably experienced QB. So it's I, I think it's a good start for us from that point of view. But as you said, as a UK fan trying to get a few games in while you're there. Unless you're yeah. going for those lot that Lion Panthers and uh, Giants game, yeah, it's, it's not a lot. I mean, there. That, I mean, yeah, again, from a from a UK perspective, for me, if that the the Giants at home and then going up to LA for that Rams game would have been absolutely perfect because you know I want to try and visit as many stadiums over there as I can. But yeah, again, it's like, you know, I know the guys in America have got a real problem with that because it's holiday season. So getting flights there is going to be a huge issue. Not not necessarily for us because I, I looked at it and I can get there and it's actually, you know, reasonably priced. Probably and cheaper than going to Nola time. Direct, isn't it? Yeah, less than I paid to go to Jazz Fest. So actually I was like, oh, wow. And But then it's like, I wouldn't be getting home until the 23rd of December. My wife would just be punching oh. me straight back out of the house. So, so yeah, again, that was the... the there are ways around it, but also you're, you know, you're always sort of, um, you're sort of dictated a little bit by the people that you want to meet as well. Yeah. And so yeah. I would gladly throw maybe a slightly better situation as a UK fan to go over there to meet people that that I, you know, are my friends. So yeah, I mean, for, from my point of view, I was actually really keen to get a half term, the UK half term school holidays end of October. Yeah. I was really hoping to get a home game there. I was going to take my kids to their first Saints game. I wanted to take the kids and the wife to, you know, we've got a lot of friends in New Orleans we, we're going to meet up with. I wanted to take them to meet them. Um, it just hasn't yeah. panned out. Obviously, the Jags game's that Thursday night and then we're away to the Colts. So um, I think yeah. I'll probably head over there for uh, uh, in November for a game, probably the Bears game, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, that I think, works for me. I think that, that's what I'll probably do. And the other thing about that is, uh, yeah, it, it, that's bookended by, it's the Colts, isn't it, beforehand? Is it the Patriots? The Vikings, after? Vikings after. Vikings. Um, so I might, I don't know, I, I, I'll ask, I'll ask people over there, which, which it's fucking cold up there, Mike, it's fucking cold up in Minnesota that time of year. 
No, exactly. I know, I know. But, you know, we, yeah, again, we're in the UK. Do you, have you seen spring yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we walk around the t shirt, the shorts, been there, done it, got the t shirt. We're, 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 what, a week and a half away from June, and it is dismal over here. So I've got no oh, issue. With that. Hey, look, we, we, we you know, we, we've both been in New York in December. Yeah, but, hey, look. First time I went to New York life. in December, in, in uh, November, but, freezing. Freezing. Yeah. Um, just touching on a bit of international news, what do you think about the uh, the international games? We we both have a season ticket to Tottenham Stadium together. Yeah. Um, it, it's um, yeah, it, it's expected. It's a PR exercise at the moment in Germany, and I don't actually think they need that PR exercise. But then getting the big games, you know, mm. with, the, with you know, probably bigger team, than we've uh, ever had. Actually, to be fair, yeah, yeah, and it is from the outset. Obviously, when they're announced, occasionally by the time they come round. They feel like a slightly bigger game. Yeah. But from the outset, looking in, the games that they're getting, or especially that Chiefs game, it's like a blockbuster game straight out of the trap. I, I, uh, I think we've only, I might be wrong here, so please don't quote me on it. I think we've only ever had the Super Bowl champs come over once, and that was when the Eagles yeah. came over um, for a game. Yeah, that was when they were champs. Right. Yeah, Gardner yeah. Minshew. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Gardner Minshew. He was playing for the Jags then. Sorry. Yeah, so like I haven't got the I haven't got it in front of me, but the the Bills are playing. Oh, now that'll be a good game. I'm that game I'm looking forward to. Jags Bills because Trevor yeah, Lawrence. I think that Josh Allen, game. Bills, Bills are a pretty forceful team, um, and you know, and, and and I think the Jags are on the up, and I think they show. Yeah, that and I can year. I can um I can scream at Deontay Hardy like I did at the Vikings game for not do it fielding kickoff <laughs> returns and punt returns. <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I want to have my guy die next to me who who was no. livid. Matt, yeah, he was, he, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't thrown out. Oh, he, really, was yeah. he was heated. He was, oh. he was heated, yeah, yeah. He was saying it with his real chest. Yeah, although yeah. that fucker, right? Uh, so I think we went up in that game against the Vikings and we yeah. started getting cocky and we started doing the skull clap where we were yeah, sitting. But yeah, yeah. I tried doing it with a full pint in my hand. <laughs> so I'm trying to tactfully do it. Die comes in. He's like, boom. This whole pint gets knocked out of my hand. Poor Gav, the Vikings fan in front of me, absolutely covered him and his missus in a full pint. I have never felt so bad at a sporting event in my life. Hey, they, they won in the end, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, I owe him a pint next time I see him, but... Yeah. Yeah. always in front of you at the games? What's that, sorry? Is he always in front of you at the games? Yeah, well, yeah. No, so I got um. So what I did last year, I had four tickets. Uh, my yeah. brother and I has four tickets at yeah. Tottenham, and because we had guys coming over from the states who was trying to get tickets, I bought. I was absolutely really fortunate. I got six season tickets in front of us, um, for us to sit in. So obviously, when Adam and our guy Eric came over with their their partners, yeah, yeah. we had seats for them, and then there was a seat for me and Di. Um, so obviously, you've got two of those tickets now going forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I got four to, to fill out with my buddies, so there's a, there's a few of us going. But yeah, 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 we're yeah. all in a nice little bunch, which is quite nice. Yeah, and also it's like yeah, again, it's it's one of those things when when you look at it and you think schedules, you think ah, oh, we're not getting the great games. I do think that that game will be a decent game, but also Ravens, Titans will be a good, probably a good game yeah, as well. I think so, but also it's that sort of thing. <laughs> there's almost because we're so starved of watching top level. Uh, football over here you just go and and yet again not only do you just go but the community in the UK there are people of 
of different teams all over the UK. Always a sellout. Never not a sellout. You know what? I, I love just bumping into people yeah. that I follow. And, and that's exactly, so exactly the last point. Last year, I bumped into NFL girl Liz. Um, yeah. When we was out, we bumped into the guys from National Vintage League. Yeah, Ash yeah. in the NFL. Bumped into... Um, there are just so many people and there's people I haven't bumped into yet I want to meet Matt Matt from Twitter the Jets fan Graham up in Texas I bumped into Matt in King's Cross last year um, and, and that's the wonderful thing it's like there are so many people out there that you are from rival teams but you get to know and that's the beauty of the games over here as you go there it's completely full of fans from all all over the, the the UK who support different teams. The atmosphere is incredible, in the sense of people in the people's yeah, community. I mean, the sometimes are a bit crap. Yeah, but then that's because the 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 teams that you're you're watching they they haven't got huge fan bases, much much sort of like us. But we I think we really showed up last year. Oh, when massively came over, massively showed for up. First, yeah, for the first two days. I think for the Thursday and the Friday, London was just black and gold. It was it, just black and gold. You did not yeah. see a Viking fan anywhere. It was only on the night before the game that you saw any Vikings fan. Let's be honest, they did outnumber us, but then they're a bigger market team. But I was so proud, very proud of how many people came from the States and sort of came over to support the team in London. Uh, do you know what I would say? Uh, and I said this to a couple of my friends who came over. I said it was a true representation of the city of New Orleans that came over for that game. You're absolutely right. The game against the Dolphins in 2017. You're absolutely um, right. And and that and that that screens slight progress. I think you know what I mean for it, 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 in the in the country itself because yeah. It was lovely to see that representation, that real representation. Yeah. And God, they they and us, we had some fun in the Horse and Guardsman. <laughs> oh, can, can I just say the Horse and Guardsman, what an interesting pub to use yeah. in London or a uh, NFL pub. So those of you who aren't familiar with Horse and Guardsman, it is right on the cusp of Buckingham Palace and Trafalgar Square. It's right on the doorstep of all the tourist spots. You walk in and the first picture you see is a huge... Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's not just a picture. It's a painting. It's a major piece of art. That Mur- takes it's a major the- mural yeah. artwork of fucking redcoats in the colonial wars or the Revolutionary War, whichever one you want to... Whichever term you want to use, War of Independence, yeah, depending on what your, your uh, persuasion is. <laughs> Fighting. It's like you've got, yeah, yeah. and this is the pub for the Saints game. It's a pub for the game the week after against the Packers and the Giants. He's like, oh, you, the irony, you, the irony. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's the irony. Yeah, but that was yeah, a great. Yeah. Do you know what the best thing about that night? Uh, our guy John, Doctor John, we call him Doctor John. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. a friend of ours from uh, Nova Nova Scotia. I want to say he's from. Yeah. He's from Canada. Came yeah. over, walks into the bar. He's got a gold sequin jacket on. Comes over, finds us because he's been talking to us on Twitter, and we we bumped into him the night before. Well, it was very like you talk about Doctor John. It was the night that we went on the Thursday night where we went to Jeff the, Duncan the, and the, um, Rod Walker's thing. Yeah, I was getting messages. I was saying to you, I was getting messages from I'd never met him, sort of interacted with him on Twitter, and then I was getting messages uh, as we were en route to the thing, saying, "Oh, where are you guys going to be? What are you up to? What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, we're going to this place as a." Q&A, Juice McAllister and a few journos there. And 
thinking nothing of it and literally about 45 minutes later he turns up in a gold lame jacket with his suitcase in tow came straight <laughs> from Heathrow to the pub i love him he's just a wonderful individual i love him yeah, I love I've met him three times. He came and found us in New Orleans last week. That jazz fest. But also it was like when when we when myself and Alex went over last year for the uh for a meetup and for the Raiders games, we we went out on the Saturday afternoon for lunch with some friends. Me and Alex then stupidly decided that we were gonna go and watch some college football in a bar. We were probably there for about five hours. We were meant to be going to a party at 7 p.m. that night. So we roll back into our get a, get a taxi back to our hotel. I think we get there about half five. We're in a bit of a rush because we've got to be at this party. As we walk in the door, Dr. John is in the bar of our hotel with his gold, gold jacket. jacket on. <laughs> so, so me and Alex then spent about an hour with him having a drink and a chat. It, it, he's a wonderful individual. Any Saints fan out there who may watch this, Find Dr. John on Twitter because he's a wonderful individual. Doctor, I think Dr. John Giles, I don't want to say his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now you've revealed to Elise why he was late to a party. Because yeah, yeah, was... they knew anyway. They knew oh, anyway. Okay. But I Fair turned enough. up slick, so I was forgiven. I couldn't talk, but I looked slick. <laughs> you de- I'll give you a Joe. You look smart. I-, I would have been sweating what you was wearing in that, that New Orleans heat that time yeah, of year. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> better play to you. Better play was, to you, mate. I was. So anyway, um, so we we sort of spoken enough about like free agency. Uh, look, in free agency, we 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 sort of looked at needs as well. We don't know who knows what the 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 defensive line is going to look like. We don't know. I think the O line looks if you can get players fit, that looks fairly decent. I yeah. think, but obviously it, it's a suck and see. At least they addressed it. They addressed yeah. it in both um both areas in free agency more, more depth and, there now i think yeah exactly and and that's the way that the Saints still got james actually... hurst and uh landon young and those guys backing up on the o-line but we we do need to talk about storm norton you don't want to get his virus do you don't talk about who storm norton storm norton yeah no we don't want to talk about storm you don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, you, do you know, I probably do, and it's completely escaped right. me. All right, let's move on. So <laughs> I, think covered, I, think, I think we've covered our low-level Saints stuff. Yeah, probably. You? That's about. Right. I'll give you. That's about as best you're going to get. Uh, yeah. But maybe. Do you know what? Maybe as the season goes on, we'll get a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, without a doubt, we will. Yeah. I think um, we'll, we'll, we'll have to. <laughs> we, we've got to get on those. Uh, what's it? What's the terms I'm use? You need them podcasts to know them logistics. That's nice. yeah. We're no, talking no, about, no. The, we're about the human people piece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So my question to you is um, City or the Saints? So how did you start following the Saints? I would say Saints first, obviously, from an obvious point of view. So I was started watching uh, NFL in the early 2000s. Um, didn't a big thing for me was finding a team that I could connect with, and yeah, an even bigger thing for me was I do not want to be seen as a glory hunter. So I've got I've got pals who are Patriots fans, yeah, and they yeah, started sporting yeah, yeah. the NFL in the early two thousands. I got fans mates who were Cowboys fans from the nineties. That that weren't me. I didn't want to do that. So no. 
I sort of didn't know. My wife was saying, to me, "Why don't you just support one of the New York teams? We like going to New York." I, like, I don't. Yeah, there are a lot. Of that, I, yeah. It wasn't connecting with me. I'm a Ranger. I'm a New York Rangers fan from an ice hockey point of view. So I've got my New York sports franchise that I follow. Yeah. And we was it was I think I I don't know the exact holiday, but it was 2000. It was I want to say it's either early late 2006 or yeah. early 2007. We were coming back from someone holiday, and I was on the flight, and I was just reading. I don't want to say that Sports Illustrated, but it was something like that. It was an American sports magazine. And they had a whole article yeah. on the impact of Katrina, um, yeah. you know, the city coming back, the how the, it, the city's been galvanised by Sean Payton coming in, the drafting of Reggie Bush, signing Drew Brees. And I didn't know anything about any of these people. I didn't know who Drew Brees was. I had no clue. And I was like, do you know what? I This feels like the kind of, it was almost like an instant connection and I was like this this is my team I came home and I ordered a Reggie Bush jersey Reggie Bush jersey and that was, that was it but if I think back to things in my uh like in my life there were there were definitely points when I think about stuff that I enjoyed or it resonated with me that had a had a connection to New Orleans now some of this is going to be really really cheesy and maybe a bit tenuous yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, but I remember. <laughs> Let's hear those tenuous links, my friend. Tenuous links. I remember yeah. watching Handyman Two, which was Farewell to Flesh, Flesh, based in New Orleans, and the whole. Yeah. And there was just something about those cemeteries, and, and mm. it, it, almost like that spookiness. It, it it resonated with me. I think I, I spoke about this people before. <laughs> my favorite X Men growing up was Gambit. By a long way, the raging Cajun. When I watched X Men, he was he was he was my guy. Um, and all these I'm things. Try, I think gonna, about... If we ever edit, edit these videos, I'm going to get a tenuous link alert to come up. <laughs> because fuck me, that's tenuous, my friend. Well, go on. Are Mark and Lard back in the day on Radio <laughs> One. No, uh, but yeah, yeah, th those things were uh, things that sort of resonated with me. I love jazz music. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the whole voodoo thing, I'm fascinated with it and stuff like that. So yeah. it, it resonated with me. And, you know, I'm a big foodie. You know, I'm a big foodie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And just, you know, it, it you just, you just it the all, right city for that, my friend. It all fit perfectly. And that was it. That was, I was, I was hooked. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately, it took me a while to get to see them uh, when they came over yeah. to play the Chargers. Um, my first, my, my first child, my daughter had just been born. So I didn't really have, the funds to get yeah. over to the game. It wasn't expensive, but you know, when you, you no, 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 kids and stuff, it can be a bit circumstances there, yeah. isn't it? Um, but know. yeah, it's really it just take taking off. And then, do you know what? Like this is this is incredibly naive, but for a long time, I didn't think there was any other Saints fans. Yeah. Well, not yeah. a lot in the UK yeah. because I didn't know any. Um yeah. and then I get onto social media and, and Twitter and I'm following a lot of US fans, but there's no UK fans jumping out to me. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. you find one, and then yeah, it's like a domino. Up. Then they come, and now yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've got hundreds, hundreds of Saints fans yeah. in the UK. I follow, um, yeah, and it, and it's a good community. It's a really good community. Some good people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we've yeah, had yeah. meetups with people. We've gone to play yeah. baseball in batting cages with them, and. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we've gone to see Mike and I first met. We went to see a hot eight brass band together. Yeah, um, with our guy. Yeah, Mike yeah, that's that's a, that was a twi Twitter interaction. We, I think we were. Um, I don't were we actually friends? I can't even remember because I know. Yeah, you uh, I want to say we was in that same. Uh, so I'm not in it. 
anymore, but we were, I think we was in the Saints yeah. WhatsApp group together for a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A UK no, Saints no, WhatsApp yeah. group. And um I I'd I'd avoided following you for a little while, along with uh Ben Wright <laughs> and Elliot and those guys, because you're all oh, supported God. Arsenal. Yeah. And I was like, I can't <laughs> I was be I was my my fandom was like seventy. You were a little on, bit you were a little bit more into into soccer. Yeah, uh, soccer. at that My point, soccer. Uh, it yeah. probably uh, understandable why you're not now. But yeah, um, I mean, my my fandom now is like ninety eight percent Saints, maybe two two percent Spurs. Because no, no, it's fucking nerves. Ninety eight percent Saints, one and a half percent Rangers, and like half a percent Spurs by the by the sounds of it. Yeah, no, that, that's a fairer. Yeah, I I I, I joke. I've only got uh, last season. I was joking when Dennis Allen was being like whatever I was like I've only got room for one unserious football uh, franchise in my yeah, life yeah, 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 ain't yeah, Tottenham yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's um, so yeah we and, and that was and then we followed you said is there, I remember you saying uh, is this a private party is there room for one more yeah because I, I, I got a ticket for it and because I was going on my own I think I think you initially were going on your own but then you got in touch with a guy we know called Mark Daly you ended up going and I said is it a private party can we go we me, Mark came a bit later. You were in the pub. I walked in. I think you realised it was yeah, oh, this, probably because I was covered in saint shit. This um, geezer walks in with this white um, uh, hoodie on. He's got Bella. a saint's hat. He's got. Is it, you, it, do you know what? I want this hoodie. I cannot find it anywhere. It's a Les Bon Temple Day hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, can't find it anywhere. I've had even when I'm, I bought it when I was over there the first time. I went over there in the club shop. Even in the city, people when I'm walking around, they're like, "Oh my god, can I have that?" It is my favorite thing. Like I've got like twenty jerseys, or whatever, but that is my favorite. That's like thing. my uh, me with my. I've got the green salute to service zip up, yeah, the shiny yeah. one. I love it. Love Ooh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 yeah. So we turned up the gig, met at the gig, became fast friends after that. Yeah, I mean, we. I remember yeah, walking, walking, and you just had surgery. I had. I just had. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't been. No, I hadn't been well. Um, I'd been. Yeah. Um, it's, I couldn't drink a lot, uh, which yeah, we yeah. made up for in yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in spades. <laughs> in spades. But I, I remember. I distinctly remember us walking out of that gig, um, and I said to you, "We're going to go to New Orleans together this year. We'll go yeah. to a game together." We'd we'd meet meet each other five hours earlier, and then two weeks later, fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely destroyed everything. Destroyed yeah, everything. Ruined it all for us. Ruined it all. But yeah, we've yeah, made yeah. up for it. We've been to New York together for a Saints game. We've been to New Orleans together for Mardi Gras. We've been to uh, New Orleans That's together it. for Jazz Fest. Um, we we take any opportunity we can to meet in London for a drink. We don't yeah. live particularly close to. Well, in the grand scheme of things, we do. Uh, we live about we an hour away from yeah. each other in a car, but yeah, we take the opportunity we can get. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, what about you, uh, Mike? What was sorry, it drew mate? you? What was it drew you in? Um, you on the team. Well, my, mine was mine was a little bit of a, a, a sort of a like I'm obviously a bit older than you are, and I came. I think I came to the game properly a little bit late, but my like so for me it was the city and not the team. Um. So I used to be in the sort of early 90s i think it was i used to be a really a really big fan of jazz rap yeah um so i was a bit of a fan of of hip-hop rap but jazz rap so 
And then like Guru Jasmine Taz, I remember just absolutely loved him. Absolutely loved loved him uh, and what he was doing. And I then, as you do, like, so you're talking, I, I think probably 93, 95. I mean, prior to that, I, I'd been to a, a Monarchs game, mm. um, which was fantastic. I didn't understand anything about sport, but I went to Wembley, went to a game, thought the spectacle even back then was like oh my god because I you know I was I was I'm an Arsenal fan I was going there and it was like it was like two different worlds so the spectacle was like wow what the hell is this but yeah I was into jazz rap guru jasmine taz then I used to like so obviously we're talking almost like dial-up connection where when you like something you would have to search on what was a really grungy sort of internet at the time um and but I was so into him, so into him. I like just it was it was weird. It was like it was a weird thing in my head that because of that sort of of that genre, he wasn't the biggest, or he wasn't actually probably the best. You know, he came from I think it was Gangstar and all that. So I, I love that. So anyway, that was my first introduction to jazz. My dad had a little thing about jazz. I, I didn't have a great relationship with my dad when I was younger, but. He was a very sophisticated Irishman and he he talked to me a couple of times about jazz. And then I found this. So then jazz became not a huge thing in my life. It became a thing in my life. And then so, you know, I was a I was a youngish kid. And so I wanted to find out what, what jazz was about. Obviously, found out where the birthplace of jazz was. Mm. Then I started sort of listening to a couple of people who, you know, from that area, you know, who were obviously you can think about Armstrong and all that sort of thing but then I would listen to Branford Marsalis and it was like so jazz sort of popped in my head yeah again not not the big thing I'm not a musician um but I just love I mean look we've been to 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 the to New Orleans enough times for you to know that I love going into a bar and just sitting there and listening oh if you give if you give Mike the chance to Get to Frenchman and watch a. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll. I'll go, Mike. I'm the jet lag. I've got to go. We go. Okay. I'm. I'm just going to grab a cab and I'm going to head up to Frenchman and I'll, yeah. I'll see you. I, 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 I hear it every time and I just love it. I love the virtuosity of it. I, lo- I just love watching great musicians and I'm not a musician myself, but I love watching it. So that was the thing. It, so then it was like jazz. Then it was like the birthplace. Then sort of tenuous links again. It was like. I just started, and yet again, it's not like nowadays where I can go on Amazon or YouTube and find everything I want. You, you had to search for it, and actually, uh, yeah, Dan Camden, looking in the record shop, seeing what you can find. Absolutely, and and so it became it became a sort of a, a, a search passion, um, and you know, it. So I had that thing with jazz, and I always wanted to go to the city. Just like that was it for me. It was like. I need to understand, understand like where a certain, not even a certain section of music, but actually, mm. the it, it was almost like the seeds of music came from, and yeah. that was the the city, and so it's always been in my head. <laughs> then, so I had an interest in in American football. Obviously, went to a Monarchs game. That sort of went by, you know, I, I then, you know, found my missus, had kids and stuff and all that sort of thing happened. But always seed in my head. And my wife used to say to me, oh, if you go anywhere in the world, where would it be? And my two locations were Cuba 
and New Orleans, and that was it. I've been to Cuba, lovely place. Yeah, I've never been, and it's a weird one because I've never been, but those were my two, so it was all throughout that time. So anyway, we get to probably about, well, actually, yet again, we're talking about the city, and then obviously Katrina hit. And even though, yet again, we now have 24-hour news, so if that had happened now, literally, it would have saturated the TV. Mm. Even back then, there was enough news where you're like, what? And it was, you know, it was traumatic watching it. And then I'm living for it. Yeah. You know, it was just a humanitarian disaster. And then you start reading stuff about the fact that, yet again, the people from the area are just being so horribly mistreated, ignored, everything. And so, and then, you know, obviously, I think was it the following year or a year, two years later, Spike Lee releases when the levees. Yeah, broke. no, I've I've uh, I've got that when the levees yeah. broke the documentary, yeah. and I've I've actually um, had people sit down and watch it with me, and they they've said to me they, they just didn't realise the extent of what what happened. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and I'm I'm always respectful when I'm in New Orleans. I don't I don't ask. No, people no, about no, it no, no, no. I think it's very traumatic. Uh, if somebody wants to say it. something to me, they'll say yeah. something to me. I am not asking them a question. You know, I'm happy. But we got we got a friend Josh, haven't we? Who lives? He actually lives in Mississippi. But he's actually yeah. he was you know obviously they didn't get the same anywhere near the same kind of devastation. But he, he's he was to, he would talk to us about you know he he would say to us when we went and see him like hit land over there and it yeah. came in and then it came over to New Orleans and you know he shared, just today actually he sent us a picture right. of the uh, how far how high the water foot. was on the uh, on the banks just between yeah. Biloxi and Ocean Springs. Yeah. So. You know, even that is uh, yeah. is just astounding. No, no, absolutely. And, and so that was the thing. So, like, Janice got me into the city, then seeing the devastation that was there. Then, and, and the thing is, regardless, of, I used to watch every Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl, because it always used to be televised live in the UK. I would watch every Super Bowl. And, it, and I was saying, I'm, I'm an older man who came to the game a little bit late. And it's probably around about 2015, I think around about that time, the BBC started showing their highlight show. Um, yeah. And it used to be on, I think, after match of the day, like which is the soccer programme in the UK. And I used to watch it and always watch it. And then they had another one on Tuesday, and that was after something else to watch. Literally, within about three months, I transformed from having an interest in it and watching only the Super Bowl to literally everything was about that game. You know, then staying up and every... It, even when I was up, you know, when I was working, I was still up at half four watching games on a Sunday night. So it just in three months enveloped me. And then I think actually my wife said to me, well, you, like, you're so into you, you got to choose team. And there was never a doubt in my no. head. Never a doubt because I had a, a, a an infatuation with the city anyway. Um, so I chose them. I chose them. And but even then I wasn't, probably a little bit like yourself mate i wasn't actually at that point in a financial situation or yeah. a position to get over there but after you know I, I fortunately i i sort of got to a point where i was and since then i mean as you said i think you said about the covid years after the high brass band gig i go it was there itching itching like to get out back out when we itching to get yeah. back out yeah, yeah. So I, I've got a question for you. Yeah. I'm just looking behind you. What's more treasured to yeah. you, your AK helmet or your first Erin Rose Irish coffee cup that you've got sitting there? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Look, look, I just was saying, Erin Rose is Mike's place. It's like if 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 you, you know that you get the regular like Norm from Cheers. I imagine when Mike walks into the Erin Rose, they're like, "Hey, Mike," <laughs> even though he hasn't yeah. been for like six months. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. It depends. It depends which bar staff we're on, but it is a little <laughs> bit like that. But genuinely, it's like, and and it's not only. I mean, that is my go-to. It's like, yeah. even though it's just off bourbon, where you think all the manic stuff in it. It's like, but this is a reflection of the people and the bars and the restaurants and everything in the city. Is that they're just fabulous people. They're yeah. absolutely fabulous people. Yeah, it's yeah. my go-to thing. You know, when we were going out, when we were going over for jazz fest, I was meant to get to the city. I think two and a half, three hours before Dan. Um, for whatever reason, I think Dan's flight. Amazing. I jumped a flight. I got in, I got into Atlanta early, and I I got yeah. on standby for the earlier flight. Yeah, and then um, I decided to be a good mate and stay and get a taxi with him. But prior to that, I'd said to him, "I'll get to the hotel. You know where to find me." And it would have been the Aaron Rhodes. Yeah, I love it there. It's always my end stop before I go home. Um, But there are so many fabulous places out there. When we went to Bayou Beer Garden, oh, it's great in there. That 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 watermelon frozen margarita. I was I was dealing with some bad jet lag, and I was sitting there. I remember sitting there. You stayed back in the room to get a shower, and I jumped in a cab with Joey and uh, Adam, and we're sitting there, and they're like, "Are you all right?" And I was like. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just flagging a bit, and I, you know, when you get a bit when you got the jet lag and your arms feel weak, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I, in my head, I was thinking, I can't do this, and the draft didn't even start, and I was like, I'm gonna have to go home. But you, you messaged me. You I messaged, I messaged me you and I'm done. I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. Got one of those watermelon margaritas in me. Boom, Dan was back, and then I'm when messaged I up, when back, I baby. Up at the bar, <laughs> I thought you'd been on the disco biscuits. I was just like, what the hell's going on? I'm I'm the saviour. I brought I brought the Pepto Bismol shit that everyone loved. <laughs> Took some tequila rose out to New Orleans. Oh mate. Yeah. Every, every every American looked at it and went, I'm not drinking that shit. They took no. one sip and I was like, mm. loved, it. loved it, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I, I, I think actually we probably should wrap up, shouldn't we? we uh, we've um, gone, yeah, we've gone on for quite a longer night. I, I, I have no idea how long, my friend. Uh, we're, we're about an hour-ish. I think. Right, cool. I, so I've got a question for you, actually. So one yeah. of the things I want to do is I want to invite people to give us questions. And they haven't got to be Saints-related. Yeah. I just, like, random, see how our brains work, um, yes. see see what our thoughts are. So this is a question that came from uh, our mate, Di, uh, David Howes. <laughs> I um, am really so not it, happy to hear that Di put a question in. He did. He put a question. I'm just trying to find it. And the, the question was, I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't find it right now. He said, would you rather fight an orangutan twice a year? So two times a year you have to fight an orangutan or every time you get in your car, fight a chicken? I would fight the chicken. Yeah, I think an orangutan. I don't think I'd get past one. Orang- fight with an orangutan. You wouldn't have a fight with an orangutan; it would kill you. I mean, I like orangutans; they can seem quite docile. But I, I think if I, if I jab like, one on the nose, it's probably going to fuck me up. They, 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 they would like even if they don't kill you, they're going to fuck your spine up or something. So you're not going to be even capable of having a wrestling. Match. Especially if it's one of those big ones. Like you've ever been to Colchester Zoo? One of the one of them in Colchester Zoo is fucking massive. But yeah, you yeah, probably yeah, just you probably just get like, your. I, I, 
I'd rather the annoyance of a, a chicken every day because bottom line is you can kill that. And yeah, you once you it, get it, you wring its yeah, neck and you're, you're good. And, yeah. and every time you get in your car, you've got a fresh chicken to cook. Exactly. You can, you know, release chicken shack or something. And you know, you know, you know, I love to slam my phone. said that, we, we had that. We had that when we were in Jasper. That's when Joey, our friend Joey, went and got a little bit of something to eat. And me and you were walking down the road. We nicked one of his wings and stuff. Oh, that yeah, chicken. Go to America. It doesn't matter what you have in the UK. It could be from the worst fucking place in America where you have a chicken wing. It's better than anything you get. Oh, do you know what? That chicken yeah. wing as well, right? You get a chicken wing here. One, one thing that really pisses me off is you go and you order wings and they come out baked. And I'm like, yeah. no, nah. they're slimy. They've got a skin on them. They're gritty. You go to America and you know... Do you know what it reminds me of? You've seen that video on Instagram of the guy who does the commentary and the woman gets a chicken wing, puts it in her mouth and just pulls out the bone. Yeah. And he's he's the guy, he's from like Bradford or someone. He's like, beg your pardon? Where's the chicken gone? Is that that one? <laughs> it was literally like that. So I'm walking down Canal and I've got this chicken wing, which is probably more like a drum. Than it a, was a drum, yeah. To be honest, let's be frank. This chicken leg or chicken wing, the drum of the chicken uh, wing, was bigger than the bloody chicken legs we get in this country. Like the oh, chicken yeah. leg drum, not the wing. That yeah. Don't get me started on that. I, do you know what? Keep pumping the GM in the chickens, because if they come out like that, I'll, I'm doing it all day long. Anyway, this chicken, though, I was like, bone came out. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I, I wish I'd bought some more, but then I just went and got absolutely shit faced drunk, did karaoke and some karaoke shots, tried to melt a lot of ice in the toilet, went to Frenchman, had a wee, went to bar, had Sprite, in, and said, I've got to go back. <laughs> but good times were had. And, you know, it, you may see the photo of me doing the karaoke. I was into it. Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. We, one, one day that um one day we'll release the full video of that. Well, I think uh, Adam says you've got to be a, a member of the Discord if you want to see the full video. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to be a member of the STP Discord. Yeah, thanks to it. But that that video is worthwhile because you get some very romantic looking ladies looking at some guys. You get some really good dance moves. Oh, uh, Mike's dance moves. Mike, Mike got asked. Someone <laughs> Mike went to the bar and some guy sort of saddled up to him and said, uh, "Are you a choreographer?" Uh, Mike, what's your answer, Mike? I'm just a pissed prick on holiday. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, mate, look, I think wrap up. Uh, um, one thing I wanted to do before we uh, before we wrap, this is our first podcast together. We've been talking yeah. about this for a long time. Wanted to, I just wanted to have a little drink with you, raise a glass to hopefully a podcast that people are going to enjoy, that people yeah. are going to want to listen to. People are going to want to come on. Um, I'm hoping. So I'm hoping. What you got there? That is a Darlington Elmer's here rum. That sounds posh. Yeah, it is quite. I think the in-laws bought it for me. Oh, well, Oof, I'm hoping smells, that maybe we, posh. maybe we can get our guy die on next. Uh, yeah. he's, he's due to be a dad pretty soon. Um, so he might be sidetracked by that. But we've got. Yeah. I, I'm not going to. I'll try and show it without you being able to see. We've got a list of names of people we want to get on this podcast. They're not all Saints fans. Uh, not all Saints fans. They're not all based in the UK. Um, some have been to New Orleans, some haven't. We're ambitious. There's a few journalists we'd like to get on here. Now, I'm not saying yeah. anything, but my, 
Mike and Ross Jackson, they're, they're, they're pretty buddies on the, pretty good buddies on the Twitter, you know? They've got respect for people like Ross uh, and those oh, no, Love Ross. The, the, the Ross. most beautiful man on the planet, Ross Jackson. Oh. When I listen to his podcast, I feel like he's a he's a good friend of mine, just giving me updates on the Saints. He's beautiful. Yeah. He's beautiful. But yeah, like people like Ross, John Hendricks, those kind of guys, love to yeah. love to. If you get chance, we're being overly ambitious at this stage. But anyway, so I've got this is called Stargazy. Is that from Caramel? Is that so shall I tell you why I picked this out to do this drink? So this is from the people who make Dead Man's Finger Rum. Oh, uh, and it's yeah, exclusive. Yeah to the Rum and Crab Shack in Cornwall. And the reason I've picked this is because they've got an extensive uh, southern-flavoured menu. So I went there earlier this year and I had their gumbo, which is probably the best gumbo I've had in the UK, especially yeah. since Nola Bar shut down in uh, in the East End. So I'm going to pour a yeah. little shot of this. Well, I'd say a shot. Right. I'm eyeballing before, that. Before we um, cheers, let's just tell people that obviously... This is a podcast that myself and Dan have set up. Never thought, I don't know about you, Dan, never thought I'd ever be on a podcast, but I'm on a podcast now for one reason, because of my love of something. Um, But also what we're trying to do is we're trying to get stories from other Saints fans who live all around the world, not necessarily in the States, although we might try and grab some people to have a conversation with them because obviously the other thing about it, it was I think it was the analogy that I gave earlier somebody who lives in the New York sort of tri-state area who ends up supporting the Saints that's weird that is I mean a like, great a great example of that is our friend Joey's from Pennsylvania yeah, I'd that, love to like we I, I may have had this conversation with him I probably was drunk so I probably forgot but I'd love to sit down and talk to him about how are you why are you a Saints fan our guy G lives in Utah why are you a Saints yeah. fan um Hawaii and, yeah, Who's... Hawaii, all that. We, yeah, we've got friends so in Hawaii. You think, how the hell did you end up doing that? And there's some commonality. Like Some of these guys are like, you'll say to them, they go, oh, I'm a big USC fan, love Reggie Bush. Yeah. Yeah, simple as that. Um, I, the other thing is, I, I one thing, maybe not as much, Mike, but we've got a couple of people who aren't Saints fans, actually, but yeah. have been to the city, and I'd love to talk to them about their experience as yeah. an away fan in the city and see how they appreciate it. I think also, really- it's, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, again, expand it beyond the fact like we're UK-based NFL fans. There are so many over here and so many dedicated fans who have stories about their teams. And maybe we'll yeah. talk to them about their experiences and why for them. It, and but you know, the time being, it's Saints. Yeah, Saints all the way. All Saints, the way. Saints go all Italy, the way. Germany, Italy, Australia, South Africa... All these places that we know that Saints fans, we want to grab them, put them on, and find out why. And yeah. Um, yeah. at the end of it, have a shot with them. Yeah, perfect. Salut. Salam. Oh, what, what did you say? Salanti. Salanti. Cheers, guys. That's pretty nice. Right, we're going to bounce. That's not. <laughs> That's not. We're going to bounce. Right. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, we're bouncing. Take care, guys. Take care.